Welcome to Lifestyle Solopreneur, the community for entrepreneurs who put lifestyle first. Join your host, Flavia Barris, as she interviews successful lifestyle solopreneurs and shares ideas to help you find the perfect balance between lifestyle, business, and self. Flavia is an attorney, marketing expert, and founder of several online academies. She's been featured in major media, including BBC World News, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Today we get to meet with Paul Neal. He is the founder and principal funding strategist for Vantage Point Commercial Capital. He has a unique perspective that he's honed over 30 years as an entrepreneur, financial strategist, professional speaker, and executive coach. He took the road less traveled, choosing to leave engineering right out of college to become a serial entrepreneur. From great early successes in the 90s and 2000s, to completely losing his primary business in the Great Recession of 2008. He bounced back and just recently sold another business for a healthy seven-figure sum. He has experienced it all. He offers a wealth of experience and passion to our entrepreneurial community. Welcome to the show, Paul. Hi, Flavia. I'm excited about being with you today. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for being on to share what you have because you've seen it all. I mean, it's true. You've really, you've been an entrepreneur through now what we're into our second sort of recession cycle and uh, you have done an amazing job of being successful but also helping others so tell us a little bit about what it is to be a funding strategist and tell us about vantage point commercial capital yeah sure sure so i appreciate the kind words well i don't know that i've seen it all i've seen a lot and maybe we'll dive into that here in a minute but vantage point commercial capital We really focus with entrepreneurs, business owners, and real estate investors, and we help them fund the growth of their businesses and their dreams, essentially. So we partner with those people that are looking to grow. We provide some out-of-the-box, non-traditional solutions that they're not going to find traditionally at at the local bank down the street. And so it's it's really cool because I get to help people like me, business owners like you, entrepreneurs that really want to pursue a passion or a dream fund that and and help them take it to the next level. So that's really what we do. What inspired you to become this? Because there's always that kind of journey of where at some point in your life, maybe it was, maybe you were 10, maybe you started this company at 11, right? But at some point in your (laughs) life, you were not involved in this world of lending and, and capital. And now you are. What prompted you to make that shift and to become what you are in this field? Well, I think, as you mentioned in the, in the intro, I've had a number of businesses in my life and been blessed for those opportunities. And I think over the the period of time in, in, in owning businesses, my sphere of influence has become my friends and business colleagues and things were all business owners, entrepreneurs, not all, but many of them. And I and I would we'd have conversations, many conversations at time, particularly when A, their businesses were growing well, or B, as you mentioned, recessionary period periods of time when how do we get the funding? issues that they're dealing with with their current bank or maybe the bank told them no or they they have an opportunity but they're not sure how how they're going to make it happen and so my interest really has just grew over time through my own personal experience i had no real desire necessarily to go into finance uh, my background was engineering so i was good at good at math and numbers and i always liked that but but really it just kind of organically grew as those relationships 
prospered over the years. And, and I was just kind of intimately involved in so many businesses and the conversations about growth. And it just seemed like cash flow and capital requirements for businesses is just just critical for um, their long-term success. And so I just kind of found my way into that space. So we've just started to kind of come out of a huge economic event, right? We had a pandemic, the entire world was affected, all of the economies. And we're now, right now the year is ending for 2022. We're going into 2023. For business owners, I think it was extremely tumultuous, right? And it was very industry specific too. Some industries were hit really hard in a negative way. Others were actually given a boost by everything that's been happening. But what advice do you have for some of the smaller companies and and entrepreneurs who are out there, even some of the freelancers coming into 2023 to help them with their businesses? And uh, what's some advice that you can pass on to help them weather what may be a coming storm? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, if yeah, if to weather a storm, the first thing you want to do is kind of you want to shore up your balance sheet. You want to look at sort of where your money is going from your personal budget, but also your business budget. It's a time to reflect and say, okay, am I have I incurred expenses and things kind of picked up over the over the last six months, a year, whatever they don't really need. And I would say if you have those, then it's a good time to jettison those just to be as lean as possible. I mean, today's world, we have such a great opportunity with technology to to outsource and and find people and help that that can help us in specific areas. I think one of the biggest challenges of being successful as a as an entrepreneur, particularly, I mean, not not just as a solopreneur, but as you grow your business, if that's a goal, is staying focused and and in the lane that you're really gifted at and, and doing what you're you're good at and passionate about and what you really what makes you the most money. And I think it, it's really easy to get sort of distracted or buried in not necessarily trivial details, but things that may not matter as much. And of course, if you're if you're working at home as a solopreneur, one of the major distractions is social media and email. And man, we're getting bombarded every day, you know, every minute of every day with distractions. And and that that doesn't serve you well for your future. So one of my daily struggles and goals is to start today and sort of refocus on okay where what's my lane what what am what is my sort of number one thing what do i get paid to do and what should i stay away from and so that just kind of helps focus on the time and energy that i have for that particular day and it's it is a fight and being aware that i think there's a lot of challenges out there that are everybody's grabbing and and, and attempting to get our attention and that's not helpful so i'd say focus and and, and staying in your lane is going to be the most critical thing. And I'd say the other thing is that this too will pass. Cycles, economic cycles, they, they come and they go. We go up, we go down. If you focus on the day-to-day of what's going on in the economy or what's tomorrow going to look like, then you may never get started or you, you have to have a, an optimistic approach and, and, and look sort of longer term in your, in your business. So I know a lot of entrepreneurs feel a little bit intimidated at seeking funding. Some I know I've had conversations with entrepreneurs where me mentioning that there's something called an SBA loan for small, you know, mom and pop type businesses, their eyes open like they've never really thought about it, explored it, heard of it, and I'm sure there's many that fall into the category of people who have never heard of sort of private capital type lending, you know, where you don't necessarily have to walk into a big major bank office to get yourself some funding to take your business to the next level. Do you find that a lot of people are intimidated to the point where they don't even explore their options? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point, Flavia. They are. And many times they'll also 
they're either A, intimidated, or B, they make the critical mistake of, of going to the, the one bank that they work with currently, or maybe one or two of the, the majors in the area. And, and, and so many times, the big banks are just the worst ones to go to anyway, if you're a small business. And it's, it's really kind of paradoxical because they advertise and they promote that they're there for the community. And, and the reality is most of the big banks don't serve their small business customers well. They're really not looking for that. But there are plenty of sources out there, many sources that do focus and cater on that small mom and pop business that have tremendous options that are available and and can create opportunities for if you have a small business to to really put yourself in the driver's seat and win. And there's and, and really there's nothing to be intimidated about because gosh, if you're an entrepreneur, you're hearing no's, yes and no all day long. And it's just a process to try to find appropriate funding for your specific situation. And there's a lot of it out there that's not right for for someone, but there is funding for just about every business in that will fit a specific circumstance. So I'm in the real estate world. And one thing that I see often with entrepreneurs is because they have such an amazing tax preparer and they're able to find so many expenses and write-offs and, and ways to sort of reduce their, their tax burden strategically, that when they then go to apply for a loan, in my world, it's usually a mortgage loan, but you know, in yours, it would be a business loan. And the lender looks at their financials and, and says, you're not really showing much income. And that's <laughs> because we understand, you know, there's different ways you can report expenses. And then it, at the end of the day, you do probably pay less tax, but you also show less income. And that can really hamper someone's ability to sort of prove to someone how successful their business is. Do you see that issue a lot with business type funding or is that not really a problem? I mean, it can be. So we call them the three, the three C's of traditional lending. You have credit, cash flow, and collateral. And so what you're talking about is really at the end of the day, the cash flow or the or maybe the personal earnings of of the of the person. So your your traditional lending model wants to see all three of those areas like in good stead. But like you said, they they're showing plenty of cash flow and they're showing plenty of profit in the business. But there are a lot of lenders out there that if two of those three legs of the stool are in place, like perhaps they have they have great credit profile and maybe there's some collateral, they'll also entertain lending without having to see the actual cash flow and the tax return. I and mean, we we work with people all the time um, in different lending scenarios and in real estate because we do we do commercial real estate funding as well, where we just actually funded a pizza owner who wanted to buy the building he was in, but he had the exact problem that you just outlined. He had tax returns. He had written everything off and, and didn't show much income, but he had a, a nice piece of collateral in the building and he had good credit and access to a little bit of cash. And so we were able to make the uh, the purchase work out for him. And so he didn't have to, to leave the building he was in. He was renting the building and the building owners approached him and said they were going to sell it. So so he had to make that happen. And so the bank said, no, we don't see the, the cash flow, but we're able to find a individual investors, a small fund to, to take care of that. So there, there are options outside for entrepreneurs, the traditional box. If you walk on water, if your business is cash flowing tremendously well and your credit's great and you've got great collateral, you know, the three C's, then, then yeah, the local banks will entertain you all day long. But most of the people we work with aren't in that category. And share with us a few more success stories or somebody you really helped make that difference for their business because business loans are not always 
Some people may think, okay, if a business gets in trouble, they're going to need to go and borrow money. But sometimes the company or the business is doing great and the capital is actually for growth and not you know, to get out of a bad situation. Yeah, we have one right now. So I, we have a lot, but one specifically, we're doing a, an acquisition, a business acquisition, which is uh, we have a client that has a successful business. He's had it for a number of years. And one of his competitors in a nearby city is retiring. There's a lot of that going on right now. They call it the silver wave, right? So the competitor approached him and said, hey, would you be interested in buying our business? And and my client absolutely wanted to buy the business. And so it gives him an opportunity to expand his market, to expand his footprint, to increase his cash flow significantly. The traditional banks wanted a lot of money to do that, a large down payment. And we're able to, to structure this for him. So he doesn't require any, there's no equity injection from him at all. He's able to, to acquire this business. And it's a multi-million dollar expansion and essentially double the size of his operation just by entertaining this opportunity. So that's an example with the growth capital coming in coming into play. I have another client that we just worked with that purchased a warehouse. He's a small trucking business. It's just basically a mom and pop. It doesn't, I don't think he had any employees. All of his drivers were independent contractors. I think he had four or five drivers kind of in our local area, but he recognized an opportunity. He uh, would work at the, they would pick up from the the docks because we're in the, we're in a large port area here in Virginia. He would pick up the docks and take the uh, product uh, for his clients to the train and into longer haul distribution centers. The opportunity he saw was for, for short-term storage on all this these goods coming in to the country. He had been renting space from a com, from not from a competitor, but just from a company. And he found an opportunity to acquire a warehouse right by the docks where he could now short-term store his clients' products. And now he could charge them directly, make the revenue for that, and also provide a seamless experience because now he's in control of the whole, the whole sort of supply chain process. And his clients were glad to pay it. They were able to get a better deal with him than they were with the competitors. And he's increased his business revenue substantially just as a result of being able to do that. And again, it's a situation where he, you know, he thought originally he needed a large down payment. And, and sometimes you do need a down payment, but we were able to work out a loan scenario for him that didn't require a major investment. And it, it really helped him to leverage his, his business and position him for a substantial growth into the future. So there's lots of opportunities out there. And I find most people, most business owners just don't realize that they could take advantage of them. And so they don't go after it. I love stories about people being creative and just problem solvers and finding ways to make a dream and a goal happen. And I, you must feel good to be a part of helping people accomplish that and do that. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 my, it's my passion and my, and my mission. I love it. You also have a passion for helping others with just their work-life balance. And I love the way you describe it really makes me think of like somebody in shining armor, right? Because that, that's your theme. So tell us a little bit about that. How do you help people maintain sanity in their lives? <laughs> well, I've learned, Flavia, over the years from, from many successful people, some habits that I try to, to, to integrate into my life. And I call it building your entrepreneurial armor. You know, we talked a little while ago about the distraction enemy out there for entrepreneurs. And, and again, everybody's after your attention. And so what I learned was basically three things. It's, it's elimination, it's addition, and it's action. And so to break it up into kind of bite-sized chunks here, the elimination piece is I have, I suggest cutting out news in your life or a large percentage of the news very limited social media and eliminating and minimizing negative influences in your life. 
So the elimination part, all of these things, the news, the social media, the, the negative influences, again, they're all trying to grab your time and attention. And, it, and none of it's really that productive. I learned a long time ago, if something major happened in the world, I would hear about it legitimately from, from everybody that I would talk to. So I didn't need to become a news junkie. So I want to cut those negative influences out of my life. The next thing I did was the addition piece. I try to always add one instructional, motivational video or podcast or something into my daily routine. I try to read 15 to 20 minutes a day and something positive just to kind of put some positive seed in my mind. And one of the biggest things that's helped me through like the, the major business crash that I had in 2008 was learning to exercise and, and getting out. And for me, I run and, and I don't, I don't really like it. I never did like it, but I still do it just because it kind of clears my head. And, and I think they say, you know, it drains the cortisol out of your body and it, it, it just kind of prepares you to think clearly. So you got the elimination, the addition, and then the last one is the action piece. And that is two things that I try to focus on. And that is just take consistent, measurable action on a plan that I've, I've developed and myself or in concert with a group. And to help stay on track there, to have myself an accountability partner or a coach or a mentor or some, some outside influence that can, can grab me by the shoulders, look me in the eyes and, and ask me the questions like, why did you do that? Why are you thinking that? Why didn't you do that? And they keep me on track towards reaching my goals. So basically, yeah. So elimination, addition, and action to get my head. It's mostly about keeping my head right and then taking the right action and having some guardrails. And it's been very helpful to me. I love all that advice. Getting rid of the news and social media can be really a challenge for people. It can be hard, but it can yeah. make such a difference, especially if you do the math. And nowadays, you can actually set up your phone to tell you if you've been on any particular website for too long. And But cutting out the endless scrolling and cutting out all those negative stories, because I've noticed the news is pretty much... I don't know, 80% negativity. You know, it's just yeah. bad things that happen. If you listen to it, you'll think everyone in your city's robbing convenience stores and there's accidents and fires and and problems. And, you know, unless there's a news station that's more positive than the ones I've been <laughs> I watch <laughs> that I'm just not aware of, it just seems like it's always the bad news. And I love that you've cut that out. And yes, you can live a perfectly productive, fantastic life and be a little bit unaware of all the kind of daily news that's out there. But yeah, you're never going to miss the big stuff, no matter yeah. what, because that's what everyone's going to be talking about, you know, anywhere in line at the coffee shop. I mean, that's, that's uh, something you don't really need to make an effort to stay on top of. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Someone said it famously, if it bleeds, it leads. And really, you know, that's there. I'd learned a long time ago that the the media, the news and all of that, they're all in business to to sell advertising at the end of the day, right? So they're really not in the business to inform us. They're 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 looking for customers. And so at the end of the day, if my attention follows that that rabbit trail down the hole, nothing good generally comes out of that. And so Again, we'll we'll learn about it and then we can focus on what's important, my personal goals and dreams and my family and the people that I want to be a part of and, and their lives and whatnot. And, and it does make a huge difference. Well, I love that image of wearing the armor. So how do people get in touch with you either to follow you or to get in touch with Vantage Point Commercial Capital? Yeah, absolutely. So I've got a, a little document I put together. It's kind of a tool for those 
entrepreneurs, business owners seeking funding, it's the key questions that you need to ask and answer before seeking funding. And I'm going to pop that on us up on a specific page on our website just for your listeners, Flavia. And that's going to be at VPC Victor Paul Charlie dot capital slash podcast and then dash or hyphen lifestyle. So I'll pop that up there. You can go to the webpage, download that. It's free, a free resource. There's a button there you can click to uh, schedule a 15-minute call with, with me or my team if you have questions on funding. And yeah, we'd love to have a conversation if you have a need now or sometime in the future. Paul, you are amazing. Everything that you do for business owners and entrepreneurs um, through what your day job, but also just the example you set. So thank you so much for sharing your time with us today educating us, teaching us, and also motivating us. I appreciate you. So thanks again for being on the show. Oh, Flavia, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me on. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. Guess what, Lifestyle Solopreneurs? If you don't yet have an online business earning you enough passive income to live the life of your dreams, I'd like to suggest you consider trying out Kajabi. Kajabi is an all-in-one solution where you can create and teach online courses publish a paid newsletter, launch a free or paid podcast, process payments, build one-on-one coaching portals for your clients, and much, much more. I personally use Kajabi to power numerous successful and profitable online businesses. Lifestyle solopreneurs, there's a free trial of Kajabi waiting for you at this link, www.kfreetrial.com. You can try Kajabi for free, no obligation, by going to www.kfreetrial.com kfreetrial.com. Again, kfreetrial.com. And that K stands for Kajabi. Starting an online business helped me break free from that corporate grind. And I hope it does the same for you. You have nothing to lose and absolutely everything to gain. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and see you next time.